All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. The annual celebration of rock returns to Nashville. Rockin' Pod is back and bigger than ever in 2019. This convention brings together the best rock stars, music podcasters, vinyl and memorabilia vendors, cosplayers, and rock fans from all corners of the globe. Special guests include Michael Sweet of Striper, David Ellison of Megadeth, Brian Forsyth of Kicks. Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick, Gary Vaughn of Danzig, and members of Exodus, Roxy Blue, Every Mother's Nightmare, Tora Tora, and more. Music podcasts from all over North America will be recording on site all weekend. Special pre-party featuring the Rock and Roll Residency, 8-Ball, and Lipstick Generation on Friday night. Rockin' Pod Expo on Saturday. Join us at the Nashville Airport Marriott, August 9th and 10th for Rockin' Pod. Tickets and VIP packages available now at rockinpod.com. Welcome to episode 257 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I am your host, Julian Gill, and today is an audio-only episode. Got a special guest, and let me just tell you, he's really special. Uh, Chris Sinzak of the Decibel Geek podcast, and more importantly, the Rockin' Pod Expo in Nashville Music City, USA. Chris, how you doing? I'm great, Julian. It's so cool to finally get to come on here. You're one of my go-to podcasts every week. Oh, thank you very much, and thank you very much for making the time. You know, we're going to talk a bit about the Rock and Pod. We're going to talk a bit about uh, you as a music fan, as a Kiss fan, and uh, hopefully people will get a good idea about what's going on in Nashville in August. They'll also get a good idea if they haven't, and shame on you if you haven't heard of the Decibel Geek podcast. Um, you'll know a little bit more about that. But first, a couple little bits of news, and Ace Frehley's just announced a concert date and a park loss which is of course he's going to be playing at nielsen dodge chrysler jeep ram in east hanover new jersey on september the 27th at 8 p.m and it does say no schedule one drugs or alcohol allowed so that sounds like it's going to be a real blast uh but you know what a a paid gig is a paid gig is a paid gig so uh more power to the spaceman if uh you know, you can go in and buy a car and have a show. There you go. Uh, what else is going on in Kiss World? Well, they finally come off tour. So Paul's been back in the studio with Soul Station. And I'm going to punch in a crickets effect right there. Yeah. Um, whatever the case, he's... Uh, can I say something about the... Oh, yeah, please do. You know, break can up I my model. Can the... the, the uh... Okay, well, the um, the Ace show at a car dealership, I'm assuming there's a car wash there, correct? Oh, God, no. I hope not. Well, if there is, you know what this means, right? Uh, Ace is back. You know, you know <laughs> he's going to be reclaiming his throne because that car wash guy, it's, <laughs> it's kind of uh, one of those things. All right. Well, moving on quickly, um, there was some other news, and I can't even remember what it was, but... Uh, Kiss-related news. Ah, screw it. Let's talk about Chris instead. All right, Chris, you are, of course, 
Decibel Geek, and you've been uh, doing that podcast since 2011. I just before we talk about all the other things, I do want to talk to you about why did, on earth did you get into podcasting? Uh, it's an interesting story, um, and Vinnie Vincent is involved. Surprise, surprise. Uh, well, the main reason I got into podcast, I used to run a local rock site where we cover the local scene. And as I did that, I started interviewing nationals that were coming into town. Like some of the people I interviewed were um, were uh, Michael Wilson from Queensryche and also Corey Lover from Living Color. And, and I found that I was <clears throat> getting more of a charge off of talking to these guys that I grew up listening to than talking about local bands that, for the most part, their local bands, for the most part, stay local for a reason. So uh, it was kind of a thankless job and uh, <clears throat> gave up that and kind of went away from rock for a while but um around 2010 2009 2010 there was a vinnie vincent fa forum called the double v forum and uh <clears throat> excuse me coming down with a cold um that forum at, at the time had a lot of people that had inside information kind of about what he was up to and he wound up it's a whole other story but he wound up taking over that forum kicking everybody including me out big shock there and um but uh at the time i was on that forum i was starting to toy around with well i like writing about rock so uh and i, I knew Vinny was a part of kiss but i came into kiss around crazy nights so he was just sort of part of the history and uh i took the his history oh hang on you still there julie i'm still here you're just cutting in a little bit right there so let me um, I'm closer to the house because this connection might be kind of bad. I don't want to screw up your connection. Um, so I, I took the deep dive into his history, and there was a lot of rumors, obviously, about what he'd been up to because he'd been in hiding for so long. And that was that that kind of sparked me wanting to write a book about him. So I actually started writing a book about Vinnie Vincent around 2000, late 2009, and. Uh, dealings with him and um i interviewed those guys on this little olympus digital recorder thing where you had like a, a piece that you would hook into your phone and to make a long long story short um i know it's too late uh i had a computer crash and lost most of what i had written about over 100 pages worth of material uh but i still had those audio recordings and around that time i started a uh day job and got into podcasts i bought my first ipod at that time started listening to corolla and mark Marin and nerdist and shows like that because i was i've always been a comedy nerd and i uh, kind of put two and two together i'm like i've got these recordings left over and i still love rock and roll and and this podcast thing is pretty cool so why don't i use that for a podcast and that's kind of the seed that got planted to do decibel geek well, I went back and listened to episode zero today just for kicks. It's always fun to go oh. back, and one of these days I'm going to listen to my own episode one. Uh, actually, I've listened to none of mine. But you always said that if you don't like Kiss, you're probably not going to like Decibel Geek. How much of a, of a how important has Kiss been to Decibel Geek, and does that still apply in 2019? Oh, easily, yeah. I mean, it, you know, we 
we cover a lot of different bands and a lot of different artists and stuff. But um, but yeah, we we will inject Kiss into pretty much every episode because, and as I said, uh, and, and 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 to correct you a little bit, I'm fifty percent of Decibel Geek. Aaron Camaro's the other half. But uh, we're both giant Kiss nerds, so um, yeah, Kiss has always been a huge part of it. Some of our most popular episodes always revolve around either Vinnie Vincent or Kiss. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to do a kiss only show, um, because there's so many great ones out there like yours, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, am I going to really have time to come up with something every week for this? And at the time Decibel Geek started, there wasn't really a lot going on in the kiss world at the time. They were just pretty much touring and that was about it. But, uh, yeah, the kiss is very important to what we do. What are some of the other kind of go-to bands that you find yourself gravitating back to these days on the show? And Aaron, do I, I, I totally owe you a beer or a soda or whatever is your poison for forgetting you. I, I'm just focusing on Chris here, but of course, Aaron Kamara is an important part of your show as well. Just like the rest of the guys on the Kiss FAQ podcast are an important part of that show. It's not usually about one person. Um, you know, on these shows, it takes a, it, it takes a team, doesn't it, to put these things together and to have a conversation. So Aaron, here's to you as well. Uh, so who are, are your go-to bands that you, you like to cover these days? Are they kind of, uh, sphincter pain inducing nickelbacks or, poisons well are you asking for my like my top five or, or, or bands that we kind of cover on the show regularly yeah it could be your top five or bands that you like to cover that never let you down that you've always got something that you can talk to about on decibel geek podcast uh well i mean my top five is uh kiss judas priest thin lizzy alice cooper and the Ramones. I mean, that's, and that will probably always be my top five, but, uh, those, I mean, those bands, and we just did a uh, episode on the Alice Cooper blackout era from the early eighties where he, he doesn't remember making those records, but they're goofy, weird records, but there's, so, there's some actual genius on those. But I mean, I could talk about those five bands forever. Yeah, that episode that you guys did on that actually inspired me to go back and check out those Alice Cooper albums for the first time. I've never been a big Alice Cooper fan, and usually I take the inspiration to check out catalogs from what I hear people talking about, and that was a perfect opportunity to go and check out that. Just like there's been a thread on the um, FAQ message board about which is the best of the first five Alice Cooper band albums, which had me listening to Pretties for You for the first time, so... So, you know, that's the fun as being oh, a consumer. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah. It, well, the, uh, the, the first the first two albums are not very good. But uh, I and I'm I'm a weird Alice Cooper fan where I'm I prefer the the solo years more than the original. But I love the original original band, too. But I mean, get from Welcome to My Nightmare on. I, I like all the experimentation he did during that time more than the original band personally. Yeah, and for me, I mean, I didn't really get into Alice Cooper until he's back behind the mask and Raise Your Fist and Yell, which to this day is an album that I absolutely love start to finish. And then afterwards, they lost me because I couldn't stand trash, um, you know, or anything until <laughs> until Brutal Planet. And then I got a little bit back into him for those two albums, um, but not a big Alice Cooper fan. Judas Priest, hell yeah, I'm massive into them. But let's uh, talk about the Rock and Pod. You know, you've gone from 
I know you've done some music promotion because you mentioned that in episode zero, uh, promoting bands, promoting uh, things like that. What made you decide to start the Rock and Pod? Because this year is the third year of what's becoming an annual Torture Chris Sinzak event. That's well stated. Um, uh, well, I have to give credit to BJ Cramp, who uh, who kind of came to me with the idea of yeah, you know, we would all he, we would all guest on each other's shows, and I would go on podcast, and it would always be the discussion of, oh, it'd be cool if we could hang out and have a beer sometime, and that's usually where it would end because you know I'm I'm in Tennessee, Ken's in Arkansas, or Gary Schaller's in California, or whatever. And BJ came to me and he's like, well, maybe we should do like a a meetup for podcasters, and Nashville would be a good town to do that in. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, how are we going to pay for that? And at the time, you know, he said, well, what if we did like a fundraiser for it? And I'm like, well, that's cool. But if we're going to do a fundraiser, we should be able to have, you know, listeners come and be part of it. And rather than looking at all of our out of shape asses, they should be able to buy records. So vinyl's a big thing here in Nashville. So we'll <clears throat> get some vinyl vendors on board. And then, you know, Aaron and I have been lucky enough to interview a lot of people that moved here from L.A. over the years. So like a lot of the 80s. If you don't know, a lot of the 80s hairband era people moved here to Nashville. So for our show, Nashville is actually the best place we could be because so many of those guys live here now. And I was like, well, I'll call out favors and see if people like Michael Wagner want to come out and, you know, sign some autographs and, and meet some of these podcasters. And it just organically became an expo. It wasn't even intended to be an expo. It was just going to be a podcaster meetup. And... um we did the first year and, and it was great. And I got more yeses than no's on people that would come out. And I had like 20 plus yes come out the first year, including Mark Slaughter, which totally blew my mind. And then um, <clears throat> from there, just went to the second year, trying to make it bigger and better. And we had a really great year last year at the Nashville Palace and, you know, had Ron Keel and the guys from Angel and, you know, all these people, Troy Lucetta from Tesla, Paul Taylor from Winger and all these and like the craziest thing for me was I had people coming up to me like Troy from Tesla to this day raves about the experience he had. And uh, Anthony from Toratory, you have to excuse my dogs are seeing another dog. So they're freaking out. Um, let me walk away from that. Um, they would come up to me and say, um, thank you for having us at this thing, because music podcasting is kind of like it's one of the last bastions of promotion for a lot of these bands. You know, the. FM radio is not playing Tora Tora and bands like that. So a lot of our shows will cover that stuff because we grew up loving it. And it's just literally organically become another promotional arm for basically melodic rock and stuff that we grew up listening to. Because Tora Tora put out a great album on Frontiers earlier this year. And this year we've got the guys from Roxy Blue coming and their album actually comes out the day before the expo. So um it's just it, without even really intending on it, it's become like a real promotional thing for a lot of these people. And also the community that develops from the podcasters and everybody getting to meet each other, sometimes for the first time, it's just been awesome. And um, but, yeah, it's just a it's just a really cool thing. I, I never I could have never predicted that it would have turned out to be what it was. No, and that's one of the, you know, what you said about Troy saying, for me, as someone who was involved last year and participated in the Expo, just that, you can't really explain it to someone, uh, when you're a fan of music, what it's like to be sitting, interviewing um, the guys from Stars 
and right behind you yeah. in the next booth were Frank and Punky from, you know, Angel. So I was a right. sandwich between two 70s bands that never really hit the heights that I think that both of those bands ought to have. I mean, I listen to Angel all the time. So they're, they're one of my kind of cult bands. that I, I just can put the catalog on from start to finish, press play, and I'm good for the day. So, you know, right. s- same goes for Stars and their first three albums, which are absolutely incredible. So, you know, from a podcasting point of view, I like to be able to step outside of the KISS realm because I, I do find that a little bit tiring at times, you know, running a message board, uh, doing a weekly show where all we do is talk KISS or KISS and KISS related to then get people telling you their kiss stories that you just don't expect to happen so you know the rock and pod is a fantastic opportunity as a podcaster the cross-pollination i'm, I'm going to sing the praises of that once you've met people face to face maybe had a meal or a beer with them um you suddenly get an instant message from them afterwards hey you want to come on my show and talk about this or that and you know for those for those of us who were in the lobby that first year when Gary met Ken Mills from Podcast in person for the very first time, that was what it was all about. So it, it's an absolutely fabulous opportunity to grow. But you're also doing something different this year. You get, there are going to be some um, training sessions, some uh, talks. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, so it's um, we call it the Rock and Pod Education Track, and it's it's basically – it's something I kind of, want, kind of wanted to do the first two years, and um, the first two years we were limited to one room, so pretty much impossible to pull this off. So this year we have separate rooms, and what it is is I've got several speakers coming on board that will basically help podcasters and even wannabe podcasters to um, get your show started, get the gear you need. I've got also one who, um, <coughs> Raquel Figlo, who does... PR and she's like an Instagram whiz. She's going to show how to build your following on Instagram. And I know a lot of us guys are Facebook guys pretty much for the most part, but Instagram really is where it's at these days. So, um, and she's going to have great tips on that. I've got a handful of speakers that are going to, you know, one guy's got Jamie Tucker is going to show about doing remote recording. So, you know, a lot of music podcasts will go to shows and interview bands backstage. And it's not always the most ideal sound quality situation so he's going to show you the right gear to use how to how to edit that audio make it sound better make it more presentable because podcasting is so big this this time at this point that you know there's no excuse not to sound good in my opinion so um it'll be a series of about i think we have about six speakers that will be in a separate room and registered podcasts can can go in there and get tips and tricks on how to build your audience improve your audience improve your audio all that stuff. And it's a, it's cause there's a lot of podcast conventions out there that do this. And I've been to a few different things called pod camps and um, that was always a big part of it. So this is a way of kind of offering some value to podcasters and people that might even love shows like the one you're listening to right now, but not have a clue of where to start. And it'll, it'll give you all the guides on how to do that. Yeah. And ultimately to do a podcast, all you really need is an idea, inspiration, because, mm-hmm. uh, 
I, I certainly know that when I started, I didn't have a proper mic. I didn't have a proper computer. And certainly I've seen the way that some people do podcasts are little more than walking around with an iPhone or a, an Android <laughs> with a, an external microphone plugged in. And they hit record and stick the mic in your face and you talk about a topic. And, you know, so there's many different ways to approach doing a podcast. But once you do start getting serious about it, picking up tips and tricks from other podcasters and professionals is critically important. Um Let's talk about some of the guests that are going to be there this year. Um, obviously, I, I don't want to try and pick too much of Marquee and stack these names in any sort of preference order, but David Elfson jumps out immediately from Megadeth. That's absolutely, sure. that's absolutely an incredible coup for you to be getting him. He's got a book out, doesn't he? Yeah, he has the uh, it's a he had a book called uh, My Life with Death, you know, based on his time with Megadeth and he uh, just put out the sequel to that. It's called More Life with Death and um yeah, getting him this year is a big deal and we had his partner Tom Hazard last year and it was funny Tom was like reporting cuz Dave actually had had to do a different convention that weekend last year and uh Tom was reporting to him about ours and Dave was like, "Oh, I picked the wrong event to go to. I should have gone to Rock and Pod. And um, so it was it was a big deal to get him this year. And he it's going to be a very busy day for him because I've got an FM station coming from here in Nashville coming out to do an interview with him at like 11 o'clock that morning on Saturday. And then he, him and Tom are going to do a couple of music business related panels like music business and gear and instrumentation. And um, <clears throat> they'll be moderating those panels and they're going to do signing at their table. And then they do the, then they're going to run the gamut of doing as many podcast interviews as possible. And then not only that, then we're going to have a short break and then he's going to do his bastery show, uh, in the same ballroom that night. So, uh, it's going to be a very busy day for David Olson. Well, if I remember correctly from years gone by, it's been a very hectic year for all participants. Uh, you know, the event absolutely flies by. And, you know, particularly last year when I actually did podcasting the first year, I kind of was more of a vendor and didn't do any recording, which was a shame because Lonnie and uh, Mark both came in from out of town. And we just did not leverage it as we could have, should have, you know, would have. But, uh, you know, you live and learn. And I've developed. I, I hopefully have developed a bit more as a podcaster since then, so have gotten serious. But, you know, last year was just hectic. You know, I didn't do that many interviews, but I was doing some stuff with some of the other podcasts during the day as well. So it's a very hectic time. I didn't get a chance to check out any of the vinyl or vendors last year, so I'm hoping for a breather this year. But you've also got Michael Sweet of Striper. Um, mm -hmm. And just jump in with any of these uh, names if you want to talk about any of them. Ari von Danzig. Those first two Danzig uh, albums are absolutely stunning. They're the only two that I've got. So that's uh, really cool. I'll tell you a little bit about Michael. Um, Michael Sweet is no stranger to music podcasting. He does podcast interviews pretty regularly. And um, this is not the typical type of event that he does, but he loves doing these types of interviews so much that he agreed to come to this. So um he gets it and um he's one of you know he the for artists that are hair you know quote unquote heritage acts um striper and him um they really know what they're doing because it's it's one of those things where it's like you can't just expect to put a record out expect the record company to do all your promotion and you don't have to lift a finger 
You have to be interactive with your fans on social media. You have to do these podcast interviews to get the word out. And uh, he does that for Striper. He does that for his solo work. And um, he he's truly an advocate of what we all do. So I'm excited to have him there. And um, <clears throat> I can say this. We have a pre-party concert the night before with the Rock and Roll Residency. So KISS fans will not be uh, will be certainly familiar with those guys. They're basically Ace and Gene's band. And um, part of that show, um, Michael Sweet's going to get up and do a couple of songs with them. I'm not allowed to say which songs they're going to do, but I think uh, you guys will really enjoy what he's going to do. That's that's awesome to know. And let's you know, before I get back to some of the guest list, you know, let's talk about the night before. What is going down and why would people want to be involved? Um, you know, and, and what's that all about, basically? Yeah. So, um, well, for registered podcasters, we're going to do a um, it's basically a podcast mixer where we'll, we'll basically all just be able to kick back and have drinks for a couple of hours before the pre-party concert. And that's just for the registered podcasters. Um, and that'll be outside the main hall. And, um, but then at seven o'clock on Friday night, we're going to have a three band bill. Uh, the first band is lipstick generation and uh, Julian, I know you're very familiar with them because our buddy Greg Troyan is in that band and he also hosts a great podcast called the lipstick panel. So I'm super happy to have those guys opening up the show and then a great band from Tennessee called eight ball that they're an original rock band. But like, if you loved, the rock of the 80s, good hard rock, melodic rock stuff, they they bring it all. They're a really great band, and they're going to be the next band up. And then the Residency comes on after that, and they're pretty much local legends at this point. And they mostly do 70s rock covers whenever they play shows here. But uh, obviously, with some of the guests we have on board for them for that night, it'll be a little different. Well, as I said, Michael's going to do a couple of songs with them. And uh, I wish I could say what songs they were, but I can't. Um, also, Tony Harnell from TNT is going to get up on stage and play a song or two with them. Uh, also, Brian Forsyth from Kicks is going to get up and play a couple of songs with them. So it's going to be like, even if you've been to the residency shows before, you're not going to get a show like this one. So it'll be very different. And uh, and those guys are actually going to be there the next day for the expo. They're going to have their own vendor table and there's going to be a special panel discussion moderated by one julian gill about going from fan to band basically working with ace and gene so I, i'm super excited for that you are i'm super excited for that you know this is going to be kind of the holy trinity for me completed because i've seen those guys with gene i've seen those guys with ace and i'm going to see the rock and roll residency with a bunch of really cool guys getting up and jamming with them as well and you know they're just so fun and their love of music comes through you, you cannot get away from someone like phil's smile when they're playing jeremy's expression when he's playing music ryan any of those guys who get yeah. up there just have a passion for the music and it comes through and you know what it's been a kick in the pants for ace it's uh i think they've totally improved his act so can't wait it's gonna it's gonna be great fun and obviously i'm looking forward to that panel let's talk about a few more of these uh guests i, I mean there's so many people who are are gonna be toby wright's coming back and i'm looking forward to that of course because of his kiss connections on both crazy nights and carnival of souls roxy blue as you mentioned they've got their album released the day prior to the expo that correct hopefully i got that right yeah uh, Drew Hanna and Jim Darby from Wildside. There's a Kiss connection in there. Steve Barnett 
from Pump 5. Of course, uh, Tom Hazard from EMP Label Group, who you've mentioned. Drew Fortier from Zen from Mars. Jason Beeler, Saigon Kick. Saigon Kick, I should know, but I don't. I remember. Uh, you, I'm sure you remember the ballad Love is on the Way. That was our big hit. See, I don't know. I kind of checked early 90s or mid 90s. <laughs> when was that? Uh, early in like 91 or 92, I think. Yeah, that was kind of in my lost phase, and I was totally <laughs> lost. Uh, Jack Gibson, Exodus. Yeah, bass player from Exodus. What, I, I got to ask you, because I don't even know this, what's the Kiss connection to the Wild Side guys? Paul Stanley. Did, that, did he produce them? I believe, and this is just, again, off the top of my head, so I can't fact-check live. I believe he co-wrote. Oh, wow, okay. I'll have to ask those guys about that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and at least I think it was them, um, but I don't know. I may be confusing them with War Babies. I always kind of get mixed up on some of these 90s okay. bands. So um, so give us the day. You know, Where is this pl- taking place, and what is the day, and all of those sorts of details for regular consumers getting tickets and what they're going to get for their ticket price? Yeah, so um, everything takes place in the same place. It's all the Nashville Airport Marriott, uh, the pre-party concert, is in the Nashville Ballroom. We uh, we're in the Cumberland Ballroom. We've made a move to the Nashville Ballroom. <laughs> it's a it's a better ballroom with a with better sound because the Cumberland Ballroom that we initially rented is uh, kind of cavernous and has a high ceiling. So this is going to be a better venue actually. Um, uh, that'll be the and then the expo the next day will also be in the Nashville Ballroom. Uh, I will say this: if you come to the pre-party concert. You will actually have a chance to buy vinyl that night because we're going to have some vinyl vendors for the expo already in place that night. So it's kind of an expo the day before, too, the way it's turned out. So that'll be cool. Um, but, yeah, National Airport Marriott is where everything happens. And uh, it's, uh, you know, we were in Nashville Palace last year. They were great. We had a good time there. But this is taking it up another notch and uh, making a legitimate convention. So, That'll be uh, it'll be a great venue to have everything going on. And um, so Saturday will be the expo in the main Nashville ballroom. Then we'll have a secondary room for uh, live podcast sessions going on all day. These will be if you like want to see a show recorded live, you can go in there and watch it. But uh, the most the biggest benefit to that is we're going to professionally record everything. So it'll be professionally recorded episodes for these shows that do the live sessions and they can release those later. So it's a good way of getting content. And also in the main hall, podcasters will be doing interviews with a lot of these guests all throughout the day. So the amount of content that always comes out of this thing every year is pretty mind boggling. So I'm expecting more of that this year. We have a ton of interviews that are being worked out and Tracy, uh, Tracy McNew, who's my right hand woman who handles pretty much all the scheduling for everything is already hard at work on the schedules and she is a miracle worker because without her there's no way this thing goes off the way it does has she lost her mind from the podcasters yet she's getting there (laughs) (laughs) by the way i did have time just to fact check myself yes i was right and the paul stanley connection with wild side is on there under the influence album he co-wrote clock strikes with uh, oh wow so that that, that, that that I knew I had a reason why uh, I I hope to have a chance to interview them so uh, just to talk about that uh, and some of their other music but you know Paul Stanley's everywhere he's uh you know kind of made it around in many different ways all right let's uh, let me just check my notes here because uh, you know I I want to ask you as someone who's 
done promotion, is doing podcasting, does producing content push your desire to listen to podcasts? I mean, you, you told me at the top of the show that you were kind of inspired by some of these comedy podcasts back in 2011. Do you listen more now? Do you listen less because you're consuming? I mean, Decibel Geek has 360, what, seven episodes, if you include uh, episode zero. Are you still a consumer of podcasts and are you still passionate about the format? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Probably more so than I was before. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's so many different shows and I, I try to dip my toe into a lot of the shows that are obviously involved with the expo this year so I can get a good feel for what they do. And, um, you know, I continue to be impressed. You know, I, I love doing our show and we take great pride in doing it. Um, wish we had more time to do it, but, uh, you know, it's, um, no, it's, it's a true love. I mean, I, I believe in this format and, you know, I wouldn't be putting myself through this much of a ringer if I didn't, because it's, uh, there's a, there's a ton of, you know, every year everybody has a good time, but there's, there's a ton that goes on behind the scenes to make this thing happen every year. And, um, but you know, I just, I believe that with, as a music nerd, basically, or decibel geek, I should say, um, I I just think that this is kind of the future of where music promotion is going to go. And I think that the fact that that is, if I can lend a helping hand to help turn more people onto podcasts, like I love having Michael Sweet. I love having David Ellison. I love having all those guys here because I grew up listening to them. I'm as stoked to have those guys here as everyone else is. But really, I bring those people in to also bring the general public in to learn about what we do as podcasters. because. We don't have radio budgets. You know, we, we're not an FM station. So it's one of those things where somebody goes, I want to get my Soldiers Under Command album signed by Michael Sweet. That's great. But all, while you're here, check this out. Do you like Cheap Trick? There's a Cheap Trick podcast. Do you like Kiss? There's a Kiss podcast. Do you like uh, Mother Jokes? There's Ralph and Ian with Rock and Metal Combat podcast. I mean, there's um, and I love those guys, too. But uh, they're just there's uh, it's just a great opportunity to turn people on to what we all do. And podcasting's grown exponentially since I started in 2011. It's, I mean, it's blown up huge, but uh, there's still a lot of people out there that have no idea about what they are. So that's a big push on why I do this is to turn people onto them. And then in turn, the bands that we cover get to sell more product. It's, it's kind of, it's a, it's a way of giving back and supporting these bands that we all grew up loving. Yeah, I think that's one of the interesting things about this event is that you've got podcasts like Tramps Like Us, Bruce Springsteen podcast. you got Grown Up Rock, a generalist podcast. I'm in love with that song. I mean, Brad was there last year, and yep. I, th I think he hadn't quite started yet. Um, but, you, you know, um, I love it loudcast. It, it's so broad and diverse. Talk to me. I mean, I, that's what I like about the diversity of it. But let's talk a little bit about Kiss, because you did say that you got into the band around the Crazy Nights um, al album and, uh, and, and whatnot. But because Decibel Geek covers any band that you want to talk about, I must ask you, does Kiss have its own special drama or do some other bands have that sort of drama? When you do an episode about another band, do you ever get the fans going absolutely nuts like Kiss fans will if you say something they don't agree with? Uh, yeah, there's certain bands that have that type of allure. Um, one that uh, one of our most popular episodes, and it's actually a two-parter, was the 1994 Motley Crue self-titled album, Albums Unleashed episode we did with John Karabi, where 
and that, that was you want to talk about one of the most fun episodes to record that might be the top because we met john at a bar in east nashville and we just went drink for drink and he told stories for three hours and uh I definitely learned not to go try to go drink for drink with John Karami because he drank us both under the table. But uh, that, you know, that album to Aaron and I, we love and I I mean, that's with a capital L, that album. And uh, it's honestly and it might be controversial. It's my favorite Molly Crew album. I love Shout at the Devil. I I even love Theater of Pain because that was the first album I got on cassette. But um, that generated a lot of conversation because there's a lot of Motley Crew purists that they don't recognize that as a legitimate motley crew album so we had a lot of uh back and forth with the fans through the comment section on that one uh that was one of our our biggest ones anything we do on alice cooper always generates a ton of conversation because and i know you're not a giant alice cooper fan julian but i will say alice cooper very much mirrors kiss in the way that there's almost an album for every mood you have, you know, even I'm not a fan of the elder, but there's, there's like, if you have a certain day, you want, might want to listen to that. Or if you want, might want to listen to Unmasked. There's, and, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, it's them trend following, but Alice did that much the same as Kiss did through all those years. So they're kind of a mirror type image of an artist. And uh, yeah, anything with Alice Cooper generates a ton of conversation. We did, we finally did a Ramones episode a few months ago. Thank God. Um, been waiting to do that forever. That generated a ton. Thin Lizzy obviously did. Um, but I mean, but Kiss is a special breed of fan. So anything we do with Kiss is usually times times 10 as far as the comments that we get from them. Yeah, that that's one of the interesting things. You know, that 1994 Motley Crue album is just something else that is, you know, I did not like Hooligans Holiday. I still don't to this day. But the rest of that album, oh my God. And I was thrilled when John finally did a live album of that whole album being performed because I love his voice. And yeah, I'm never going to try drinking with John Krabby. I've uh, managed to avoid some very dangerous situations with him. Um, and I hope I'm keeping it that way. But, you know, give me the. Yeah, he's. He's an experienced drinker, I'll say that. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. That's what I find. Um, what have been some of your favorite Kiss episodes to do? And, and what do you feel that you've gotten kind of the most respect for doing in the Kiss community with your show? Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, let's talk about the elephant in the room. I mean, I the Vinnie Vincent episodes are far and away our most popular episodes. And I think that's... Um, you know, that come, came from a real heartfelt place. You know, I mean, I, as I took that, as I mentioned earlier, I took the deep dive into Vinny's, you know, disappearance. And I learned a lot of stuff that wasn't good. But at the same time, I fell in love with a lot of his playing and a lot of his songs. And I became a fan through the process of doing those specials. And, you know, it's one of those things where when we finally got to talk to that guy, you know, I I was coming from a genuine place. I uh, we've always tried to kind of prop him up as far as a great songwriter, a great guitar player, and you know, even despite all the setbacks and disagreements with him, I've had um, I can't take away what he's done artistically. He's a great artist. But uh, so those were, I mean, and those are basically our our most popular Kiss related episodes. But other Kiss related guests, uh, Musa Akinto, one of the original roadies. That was a blast to talk to him, and he had so many great stories. Moose is a is a genuine, good-hearted guy. I love talking to him. 
Um, I need to get back in touch with him because I need because I, we I actually had dinner with him at the Rainbow when I went out for Nam a couple of years ago, and we just had a blast talking about the old days. Um, <laughs> one of the funniest Kiss related episodes we had, which actually two episodes, was Pixie Esmond, who was the costume person for the Dynasty tour, and a couple of a couple of years after that. Um, if you haven't heard our Pixie Esmond. Uh, discussions you need to tune into those because they are hilarious she is one of the one of the biggest characters i've ever talked to in the kiss world and she had some hilarious stories about sabotaging costumes when gina paul weren't as nice as they could have been to her um uh those were great uh those are the ones that kind of ring true right off the top of my head kenny barr who was a uh roadie for them on the uh revenge tour I uh, also worked with the Unplugged show that he had some awesome stories. The Kiss shows, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't do a Kiss podcast, but some of the Kiss people that we've talked to over the years are and Toby Wright, Carnival. We did the Albums Unleashed two-parter for Carnival of Souls, talking about the making of that. That was a great time to talk to him. Uh, yeah, I just I love digging deep on Kiss stuff because I, I mean, and I'm talking to somebody who's the same way. I want to know every little minute detail. So any more of that stuff I can get is always great. Well, as the chap who was on episode one of your show would say, Mitch, of course, the minutia, right? That's what, yeah. that's what we're into. And, you know, that's what I'm into with other bands as well. It's not just Kiss that I want to know all the details for, our, you know, Motley Crue. I mean, I want to know everything. Everything that's not in the dirt is what I want to know. Same with, you know, bands like Angel and all those bands that I'm still listening to that I grew up with. It's not going to, this is my soundtrack. My soundtrack doesn't change. I don't add too many new bands in there. You know, stuff like Greta Van Fleet, I may listen to, but you know what? It's fleeting. It's not been with me for 40 years like so many of these other bands, which are a part of the Decibel Geek catalog, which is, you know, what makes it so fun to kind of listen to all right let's wrap up here um what lives under brett michael's wig no god that wasn't going to be a question uh no no no. where can people find the rock and pod and uh just give us the details in that one last time before we sign off okay um that's place to go just rockandpod.com r-o-c-k the letter n p-o-d.com and um there's little tabs there if you want to buy tickets please do uh, there's a tab called ticketing. Uh, if you want to book a discounted hotel room, which we have available, we got extended through August 2nd. So if you are anywhere near Nashville and you want to join us, we have a great discount at the venue tab on rockandpod.com and uh, you can book your room straight from there. Uh, yeah, rockandpod.com, obviously Facebook, you know, look up Nashville Rock and Pod Expo and, and it's easy to find. We have a page, we have a group. I've got an Instagram page, I've got a Twitter page. You're pretty much covered everywhere you go. And uh, yeah, that's how you can find out. So you're my age, and you figured out how to use Instagram. Man, more power to you, because I had to, I deleted mine. I could not figure out how to use this. I'm too old. I don't care. I'm not doing. Well, it I rely I rely on other uh, other people's expertise for that. But uh, but yeah, they help me out. <laughs> All right, Chris. Let's leave that there. Rock and Pod Expo taking place in Nashville, August the 10th. And you've heard a bit about Chris and Decibel Geek. Go listen to 367 episodes. If you exercise, go to the gym, go for walks, go for bicycle rides, or you drive, throw on a podcast. It doesn't have to be Kiss FAQ. It doesn't have to be Decibel Geek. Throw on a podcast. We'll entertain you for free. So that's it for now. Chris Sinzak, thank you very much for joining me today. And uh, I'll see you in Nashville. Yes, looking forward to it, my friend. 
the annual celebration of rock returns to Nashville. Rockin' Pod is back and bigger than ever in 2019. This convention brings together the best rock stars, music podcasters, vinyl and memorabilia vendors, cosplayers, and rock fans from all corners of the globe. Special guests include Michael Sweet of Striper, David Ellison of Megadeth, Brian Forsyth of Kicks. Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick, Erie Vaughn of Danzig, and members of Exodus, Roxy Blue, Every Mother's Nightmare, Tora Tora, and more. Music podcasts from all over North America will be recording on site all weekend. Special pre-party featuring the Rock and Roll Residency, 8-Ball, and Lipstick Generation on Friday night. Rockin' Pod Expo on Saturday. Join us at the Nashville Airport Marriott, August 9th and 10th for Rockin' Pod. Tickets and VIP packages available now at rockinpod.com. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.